What if you could travel to parallel worlds, the same year, the same Earth, only different dimensions? A world where the Russians rule America. Hey guys, it's me Ben with a very quick announcement right here at the top of the show. I messed up, mea culpa, basically the audio quality on the uh, recording from the other guys is really bad because for some reason I didn't enable their microphone properly, so yeah, I messed that up. And I'm sorry about that, I think it's just about still listenable, didn't want to record a whole new podcast uh, because it doesn't capture the same energy, Uh, I hope this is still enjoyable, enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Circling the Vortex. I am your host Ben and with me as ever I have Nathan who's come from a parallel world in which Star Wars didn't exist. What did that do to you Nathan? I, I had to leave. I, I knew there was something missing, something <laughs> otherworldly from a long time ago and I had to leave that one. And was it also from a galaxy it far, far away? Far it was. Away. <laughs> and then we have, uh, we have Curtis, I should say, not Nathan, I've already introduced Nathan, who is from a world even more heartbreakingly, which never had dirty dancing. What did that do to your life on that world? It was so good, because the number one movie of that year was Cocktail, and it was, it was so good. <laughs> was that actually the same year as Co- Cocktail and Dirty Dancing? Is that an actual no, true fact, or did you just pull that out of your butt? Oh, no, it sounds so about good. right. It sounds about right, about doesn't it? Right. So I think we should, first of all, uh, address the elephant in the room. So something we discovered, and this I'll take, I'll take responsibility for this because as the host, I feel like I should have known this going into doing this uh, fantastic podcast with my two uh, compatriots here, was that, yeah, the shooting order for sliders was very different. I mean, very different to the airing order. And it actually has quite a big effect on character development and sort of introducing kind of concepts, especially in season one. Uh, and that means the the last two episodes we did were actually later in the uh, original shooting order. And we're now going to go back to the uh, shooting order and not the airing order. So that means the episodes we've now watched will bring us back in line with that. But I just wanted to apologize uh, to our listeners uh, and to the, the great people on the Sliders subreddit who helped uh, educate me, I shall say, on the error of my ways. And uh, I, I do apologise. I do apologise, genuinely. Uh, so now I think... Love you guys. I think it's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting now watching these two episodes, which were shot episodes uh, three and four, though, so the episodes coming directly after the pilot, you know, introducing concepts that become very important to what Sliders is and explains a little bit of the strange characterizations we dealt with in the previous two episodes, but I would say specifically around Wade, for example, and their relationship with Quinn. I think that makes things... It, the, the episodes we've watched now kind of contextualizes that a lot more, um, as well as some other things. But we're, we're going to get straight into um, episode three, which was titled... Actually, I forgot. I didn't take the title. You guys got the title Summer for episode three? Summer of Love. Okay, so let's just get straight into Summer of Love. Guys, who wants to start? Well, so we're, I guess we'll call it the OG verse, the original verse. I think that's what we worked out. Obviously, it takes over straight from pilot episode, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're straight back to the OG verse with uh, Benish yes. sitting in his flat and then in burst four FBI agents whipping out IDs in unison come with us. And that's... Uh, uh, the only way you can describe these FBI agents is they kind of look like 
people that went for casting in the X Files and were told <laughs> they were told they weren't good enough to be FBI agents in X Files, and therefore you should look for work elsewhere. And they found themselves on sliders. And uh, Benish's room is like the typical stoner room. Yeah, and he immediately yeah. thinks they're there because he bought a bong, which I thought was. Yeah. <laughs> so that they take him to the basement, to the Quinn's basement, don't they? So this is the first thing we noticed immediately. So this is connecting up to that pilot immediately. And it kind of what they actually do is they let this be a sort of Benish exposition scene, which he basically explains the entire concept of sliders again to the audience in case they hadn't seen the pilot. So I thought, yeah. That was quite quite telling, as it were. You got a little bit more of his character as well. Oh, he's such a great character. Yeah. Well, we obviously experienced his character in 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 maximum level Benish uh, in the in the bomb building the bomb episode from from uh, what was it last days? Yeah. So that was that was that was interesting. <laughs> so I don't know how how much time has passed. I think they mentioned it, but obviously the room reporter yeah. is missing. So even. I feel like it's not long. It's like a week, maybe, um, or something like that. And they've done some investigating and they've worked out that, you know, these people were all connected, they've all disappeared. Obviously, they've traced it to Quinn's basement of science secrets. <laughs> yeah, of, of mad scientist decor. It's got, it's got like Tesla coils and what well, looks like a particle collider and all kinds of just things that, you know, that's what science has. It's like the worst Science things. Collider. It's like the worst part. Well, it's a, it's a basement. Like, cut him some slack. I mean, what did you expect? He's not Sam, he's just a student. Um, and then after that, we cut over to a new world, which I've just labelled the worst timeline <laughs> It really, it really sucked. It's the worst world ever. <laughs> it really did suck, yeah. Once it falls on that world, I, I would take my own life. Well, they, he almost think it is. So I think Rambo goes, oh, this could be home. And then we immediately get a musical cue to show that it's not. Yeah, very, very tense bit of music. And I think Dun -dun. It was very 90s. Again, was it, was it in the newspaper or was it a TV? TV, it was TV. TV, yeah. yeah. So all the shops are boarded up and nobody's there and they're wondering what's going on and then we find out the swarm is one coming. TV. One TV. They've oh. left on. Conveniently. In one not quite boarded up shop window. Yeah. And then we find the swarm is coming and it's like let's let's combine things to make the most so terrifying. So genetically modified spider wasp has yeah. come from South America and it has literally taken over the entirety of the Americas. They, do a, they show a graphic. It's a and it's huge. It's huge. It's like the size <laughs> of like what you're four on. It's massive. It's, it's, like, one, it's like a one, dinner plate. One foot wingspan. Yeah. Um, it was immune to pesticides, so it couldn't be killed that way, and it had the ability to eat through the walls. That was the best bit. That was the best bit because it's like, Arturo goes something along the lines of, oh, at least we can hide inside until we can slide, and then it's like, nope, eat through walls. Sucks to be you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, why did they say they made it in the first place? It was, wasn't it to control some kind of other outbreak or some other yeah, kind of pest problem? Or... But it was like, talk about overkill. Did you see this thing? It's like, why did you make it so fucking deadly? It feels like... <laughs> It's that only plays a very small part in the episode. Yeah. So I think they were like, we've just got to make up this random creature. Let's just have spiders, spiders. and wasps. Go for it. Yeah, just, just them. 
You say he doesn't play a big part, and yet they must have spent some pretty hefty money because they don't just do as like a mul like multiple CGI effects. They do also do a practical effect as well. It's like they must have put some real cash into developing this creature that has zero like impact on the story or anything to do with anything. Well, it does have one impact. So oh, it does have one oh, notable oh, impact. <laughs> So they begin to panic. They oh, get the, the, the remote spin. The remote when they landed had broken like, briefly. As well, as we discovered, the the kind of like the plot the plot tricky bit that the writers deal with every week is how do we break the remote or cause an issue with the remote this, this week? Time. You know, so, so it's pretty it, amazing. It's been broken and they have to force the portal open. Yes. Um, they force it open. Two of them go through, which is Rembrandt and Wade. Yep. They go through, it shuts down, they open it again, and then it's Arturo and Quinn. They go through. Yes. Time. And they go through with some passengers. Yes, because the swarm's getting really close as it's coming around the corner. And I think it's like three or four of the wasps go through. Mm -hmm. um, they land in two different places, and then we get the issue of, oh no, we've, we've gone to different worlds. Yes. Hit open. Yes, then we have credits, and then we uh, we get to see Rembrandt and um, Wade land first, do we not? Who I believe, yeah, and they and and they're in like hippie commune I land. Need to just kneel, all these hippies kneeling. Well, have you ever seen anybody come out of a portal before, Nathan? Because I'd be kneeling. That would be that would be a shock, wouldn't it? Where would you respond to that? I'd, I'd be like, well, I've seen sliders. I've I know what's sliders. going on. Well, I know what's happening. I'm an expert in that universe. They don't yeah. have sliders, so they don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there's the hippie thing, and then you see, then you see uh, Arturo and um, Quinn come through, and uh, we have the best bit of the entire episode, I think, don't you guys? Absolutely cracked us up watching. <laughs> so good. So 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 the spider spider wasp is on Arturo's back, and Quinn decides it's going to be a really good way of getting this off would be uh, to oh. throw a rock at it because he was a quarterback in high school because there's nothing Quinn can't do as we're learning, and he pitches a rock at the spider wasp, and it hits Arturo in the face and knocks him out! In an amazing slow-mo shot. Oh, it's so kind good. Of looks around all daisy like, like uh, so Rocky had been punched by Apollo Creed. Just Perfect. Just slaps that floor. So it was actually a really good comedic moment. They nailed it, and I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't remember it happening, and it was, it was very funny. It was very, very good. Um... Yeah, and then I think we go back over to Rembrandt and Wade, who are talking to these hippies. Well, we meet our commune leader with the name of Skid. Best thing, best thing is his girlfriend as well, because she's taken on the name of Fling, because when he met her, he said to her, you're going to be my next Fling, and she's like, I'm going to prove my love by calling myself Fling. And basically... Almost dehumanizing my myself to the point of I am just a sexual object in this man's eyes, and it's like there's nothing says hippie freedom and love social equality than calling yourself after a sexual act. Well, Good job, Flynn. I don't Flynn. know why he's called Skid then. <laughs> <laughs> I if they've all got names based on things they've done, it's got to worry you, or you know things they aspire to do, I suppose. Hi, I'm Spaff. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like the writers weren't exactly, I think, you know, firing on all cylinders well, for this episode. Your own name. He went for Skid. It says a lot about the character. Got a bit of respect him for that. I mean, there's an honesty, there's a truth to oneself. 
isn't there? Which is very, very hippie. Uh, and I think the interesting thing here is that we, we get portrayed that this world is all a hippie commune, peace and love, but really, it's actually a pretty shitty place. Like, because it's the summer of love continued as if it had started during the Vietnam conflict and never finished, not because of, of, the, of the peace aspect, but because of the war aspect of what we got from that. So it's like this ongoing, uh, horrible, continuous brush fire conflict that sprung up this time in Australia. The, the um, Outback Kong. The, uh, yeah. That's it's, it's probably the thing I like the most about this episode, and, and I didn't really find that much to like in this one. Um, but like, like you said, at the start it was very much summer of love, and then it, you slowly start to see this weird fascist state come through occasionally with some characters, like the, the scene with the police later on, um, and then mm -hmm. the woman in the telephone, and then just by the end it was kind of evil FBI in a way. Yes, so it was kind of like, um, so who Oliver North, who yes. we looked up, was this person involved with um, the Iran-Contra controversy that happened in the 80s, was the president in this in this world. So clearly this is somebody, when the writers were coming up with this, who was someone that was fairly, like, on their minds, a, a relatively modern touchstone they could use to, like, ooh, who would be a really shit president to have in a kind of right-wing, militaristic sense? And they came up with Oliver North, which makes some sense. Um, and... They've then sort of spun out this this Australian conflict, which gets explained. Uh, and I thought it was actually quite interesting to do with how the Americans weren't able to stop the Japanese invading Australia, which led to um, the Russians ending up having to come down after the defeat of the Nazis and liberate North Australia. But then they controlled North Australia, they didn't give it back. So there's this kind of like a divide, much like we had in Germany, which caused a lot of tensions. And it's like this kind of ongoing conflict far enough away that it feels like a waste of human lives and resources, much like the Vietnam conflict felt. And I thought there was some smart writing and some smart kind of extrapolation around the concept there. Yeah. Um, it was actually quite well done. But like Kurt said, the actual episode is pretty thin on the ground for development, story, real kind of impetus. It feels like it just sort of plods along. Not a lot really happens after what we've talked about. some very good scenes with Rembrandt. Oh, the Rembrandt plot in this is like it's in another episode though. It doesn't. Yeah. It's completely separate. It's really weird. It feels utterly. The only the only connection is that so Rembrandt goes home to his old family home and discovers his own funeral is oh, is taking place, um, and and can't keep his mouth shut because he's whoa, whoa, a dick. Whoa, whoa, before that, <laughs> he's, he helps himself yeah. to the buffet. Oh, I he forgot. Does, yeah, he has a donut. he's eating a donut while listening to his eulogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his brother, his older brother, is ragging on him. Yes. Yeah, he turns it from a polite, well, not a kind sort of message to, it's not my fault that I was born so much better than my brother at everything. <sighs> Brothers, Jesus. So he he, he pipes out, um, comes out. Well, it's the singing bit that pushes yeah, him over so the line, isn't it? You could a tune if it was stuck to you or something along. If you were carrying, no, you couldn't carry a tune if it was tied to your back, which is pretty genius as the lines go um but yeah so now they think he's come back from the dead and everything's great and he's already quite liking this world because the way the girls are all really all over him because they because i mean you should point out the hippie communes think wade and rembrandt are actually like gods that have yeah. come through a portal to give them knowledge uh, wade really leads into that and starts basically inciting revolution in them which is amazing rembrandt however just gets lots of free love shall we say uh, and then he's, 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 he realises his wife in this world was this sort of high school crush he had 
but uh, she's not all she's cracked up to be. It turns I have, out. I have a vague memory. She might show up again. Yeah, possibly. It could be one of those like we're having a few of these recurring characters now, I'm aren't we? Rembrandt being lifted onto the shoulders <laughs> of the adoring family, like oh yeah, he's back from the dead, and just whack him into a ceiling beam. <laughs> There's some good, yeah. there's some pretty good physical slapstick comedy in this episode. Like, there's some decent, there's some decent stuff. But Rembrandt is just at peak stupid. Like, you know, living up to the buffoonery that we have now grown to tolerate, I suppose. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he, he kind of assumes the role of the dead Rembrandt and um, has a bunch of sex with the wife. Turns out his son is a complete asshole. Oh, and that's being nice about it. His son is a shit. Like, proper, proper piece of work. Like, really mean, snide. Obviously, he takes after his mother, who turns out is really mean and horrible and, like, Rembrandt's whipped. But it's that weird thing. Like, there's a scene where she comes out and she's all domineering, and I couldn't help but just think, why don't you just tell her no? I don't think I'm going to do all these horrible things you want me to do. Especially Sorry. I've been stuck. Yeah, I've been on Australia yeah. fighting the good fight. So you had your day of fun, now get cleaning, yeah. like, get back to work. And he does it. <laughs> That's the thing. He's basically, I guess the, the mentality here is that him and Wade don't think at this point they're going anywhere because they've slid through without the device. They think they're stuck on this world. So I think you could explain some of Rembrandt's behavior behind the idea that he's having to accept that this is his this is his lot now. So he's kind of trying to make the best of it. So that might be why he's not pushing back so much against the really crappy sort of reception he's been getting um, from his from his wife. So yeah, it might be this that. But then but then they get a telegram, don't they? And it like just like that, the plot is just completely chucked away. They get a telegram saying, "No, actually, he's alive in Australia and he's coming home." So wifey gets a shotgun and chases him out of the house. Which is an equally funny scene as well. It's pretty good. You goddamn jiggle. What does she say to? She say to she said, oh, uh, I forget. It's like it's one of those like classic seventies sort of. Um, yeah, yeah, jive, jive honky or something like that, and they're just like really like, oh, okay, where aren't we? I mean, this is set in the same time period, so why are we still using yeah. sort of terminology like that? It felt very strange, like slightly lazy characterization on, on some of the parts. <laughs> you know, we get that a lot with Rembrandt storylines. <laughs> and then we get that nice moment when he's driving past in a car, and then we cut over to. Um, Arturo and Quinn who are like walking down the street but they kind of they miss each other yeah you like those you like that moment didn't you um, also we've got now them then Quinn and uh, Arturo are in a safe house I suppose they've rented a loft but they've been they've been they've been snitched on their plot has very little plot it's, it's nothing happens to so in this storyline they rent a loft with, they work out some formula again because that's all they do which they don't actually need in the end nope. I don't know why nope, not really we don't really see it. I mean, I think it's to fix the, the the device, the sliding controller, but you don't really see them do anything with it. There's not really any scene of them yeah, fixing it's, it. It's weird. They say that it needs to cool down. Yeah, they because yeah, and then they wear silly clothes, and it's all very dumb and daft, and they get snitched on, and then the the FBI characters we saw earlier on come back, but in more like classic so, '60s outfits. See, so yeah, Arturo gets the his head wound from the rock. Yeah. Um, patched out. Yeah, they, they rent yeah, the tie-dye yeah. tie bandage. Um, that's the moment when they meet the police and you start getting those hints of the fascist state with those police in. Get a job, you bum, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm, I'm Professor of University of California, you yahoos. Or, yeah, they're like, yeah, ha, 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 you psychedelic man, you know, old man, kind of thing. Um, they get to the, the loft. That woman 
starts interrogating them about who they are and what they're doing. She then goes to the phone and delivers some pretty heavy-handed, like, these guys are terrorists, they're going to try and kill the, uh, they're going to try and kill the president. Who happens to be visiting this yeah, week? I mean, doesn't, doesn't come back. They surveillance and an intervention. And you get that hippie knocking on the, on the glass. To she pulls a gun on him. And she pulls a gun on him. Yeah, she, was, she wasn't she was, fun. Um, yeah, and then the FBI show up, who are basically just the Gestapo in this one. Yet again, the government being the bad guys. Oh, it's kind of the, the overriding sort of theme of most of these episodes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they, so they, they, then Quinn spots Crying Man driving around, and uh, Arturo then like somehow gets the gun off the FBI agent and holds a hostage so he can chase after him. Um, that was like, whoa, all right, what? that's not really in character for him at all, but okay. His little escape when they're, they're running for um, Rembrandt's car. Yeah. And he does that crazy, awesome combat Come roll he's, he's into carrying, the car. He's got all the guns. Yeah, he's got <laughs> all the guns. All guns. All <laughs> guns. <laughs> combat rolls into the car and just... Eats the guns into the bin as they go past. Yeah, he just he just throws the guns away. It's a very badass moment for him, actually. It's pretty. It's like one of the most badass things you get to see him do. And it was sort of, oh, I don't understand the character here, but okay, that's cool, no worries. And then they're off to the commune and they meet up with Wade, who's having a lovely time, basically convincing all these re these uh, hippies to you know peace and love, but also you know. Overthrow the government because you know that's what you got to yeah, do. She, um, she also introduces um, uh, astrology. Yeah, that felt that weird. Why was that even like needed? Why did they bother mentioning that? It's like, oh, how can you be hippies without astrology, man? What? Oh, this yeah. is important to the way you can like carry on is knowing about star signs because that means a lot. Uh, <laughs> I hate how the hippies look. It's the late. It's the laziest like costuming ever, isn't it? It's just tie dye cords and face paint, and that's yeah. kind of it. Like everybody looks and like hippie one hundred and one. Yeah. It's so basic. It's like if you wanted to go to a shitty Halloween party, it's what you could throw together yeah. in two minutes down that charity shop. It's 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 not good. Um, to be honest, and that's the end of the episode for all intents and purposes. Yeah, and then they slide, and then they get. Through to a world that looks a lot like the first, the swarm world, but is actually instead tidal wave world. Tidal wave world. Yes, tidal. they come to a world, yeah, and you think, oh, you're back here. They come around the corner, boom, massive tidal wave. End of episode. I mean, that's like, I think that's the least time we've ever spent on an episode right now. There's no. It was like some kind of interesting. So the most important thing is we establish in this episode that the timer device, that the controller of the sliding is on a timer from now on, and it counts down. And this is a very, very, very important thing going forward that you have to be aware that you might get to a world with 20 minutes, you might go to a world with a week on the clock, but it, it, it's totally random. Well, it's totally random in service of the plot. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of how it is going forward. Yeah, and that's the main thing from this whole episode is establishing that piece of the sliders formula. Um, Don't get much else. I mean, there's... Nope. We get, we get that amazing um, Arturo rags on the 60s when they're walking up the street when they first arrive. He's like, oh, I, I hate the 60s. Oh, they're awful. They're awful. And they just rags on a mime. Just to shouts at him. Yep. Out of yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. I guess you, 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 in this episode, you're establishing some of the sort of like Arturo's ego can get him in trouble. Yeah. 
like when he has that interaction with the police officers that nearly gets him arrested. So it's you kind of some building of that character there, I guess. If you're being kind, you get more Quinn smart. Look, he does formula things. You get Rembrandt being a complete idiot douchebag, which is what he always does. And, and then Wade is hippie, flippy, is nippy dippy. She's hardly in the episode. Oh, yeah. She's basically written out after the when as soon as Rembrandt leaves the commune and goes and finds his family. She's she's in the very first sort of few minutes and then the very last of the episode, but she's not really around for it. Uh, they meet another bench as well, don't they? Briefly, oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is kind of cool. With very Straight-laced Republican the for the, the, for the young, war. Young Republicans for the war. For the war. For any war. For all wars. I got the... <laughs> for, for conformity and for oh, pride in your nation. I love that the actor, there was ever so slight... It probably wasn't done on purpose, just the way the actor spoke, but there was a very small moment where he's like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, you could hear the, the normal Benish sort of come through a little bit. So I like to believe he was probably converted from being a hippie to... Oh, like right somebody away. brainwashed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, been, he's been in a re-education centre. <laughs> well, we do get back. Taxi driver. We did, we did. But I guess we've we did we we've had him though. If you think about it, we've seen things out of order. So he has he has come back. I was hoping he'd be in all. Yes. Them. Yes. Any, Any other things? Uh, we could do. We get a ma- mention of the gate. We got a mention, didn't a we? Mention a mention that that he had to, to check things. Yeah. So no gate watch. And Wade watch was pretty uneventful think, in this because she was barely there. Yeah. Um. um yeah. So it's a pretty uh, you. Let's talk about that then. Let's talk about how you can maybe understand why the 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 broadcaster at the time thought this was not a good for Intel's purpose episode one for the show. You know, it would have been if you have not seen the pilot, you're coming on board and you're watching this. It's pretty boring. There's not a lot going on. It doesn't really convey a sense of uh, excitement at any time. Pilot, to go from that to this sort of very slow paced, yeah. High risk kind of stuff to just nothing, essentially. Yeah, so all it, yeah. all we get is some establishment of the rules and that's it. That's all we have to really take away from what was the episode called again, sorry? Uh, Summer of Love. Summer of Love, but you know, oh yeah. ironically titled. Uh, one thing I remember from some of the hippies, do you remember the hippie bit? Where it's like, hey man, you know, we might be hippies and live in a commune, but we're not stupid. We're actually flipping loaded. We have a mansion and loads of cars and Front stuff. Seeker? His dad's like the king of India. Or, <laughs> I think they mentioned something. Yeah, no, something like that. He owns half of India. That's like, what? It's like, what? Why even? It's like, we've, got, we've got money on Wall Street, man. What? I'm sorry, you're pulling mm-hmm. this out of your backside. He mentioned his 85 house mansion and they're living in. Tents. Tents, tents yeah. at the bottom of the garden. I got the impression it was like literally at the bottom of the garden. It's weird because they mentioned the mansion. I thought they'd show it, but you don't see it. It's just implied, that, and it's that was too, so that unnecessary. Was... Oh, they couldn't couldn't go off site and shoot a shoot a fancy house, could you? That'd be too expensive. So that I mean, anything else you guys wanted to bring up, or we'll wrap, we'll wrap thing, up this one. <laughs> the only thing I really want to bring up is I swear there was more spider wasps came through that port. There was so there are some spider wasps. There's like three or four to go in. In this Oliver North America now they're not a queen, so I don't think it's a breeding thing. But you're gonna get reports of a bunch of people got killed by giant bugs. Like that's gonna that's gonna affect some people. See, I think it'd have been more interesting for this episode if these spider wasps came through with them and they had to deal with the problem of something from another earth on this earth. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Oh, no, we're stuck on this random earth that's different, but we've got to deal with these wasps, you know? I think that... Instead, they went with... Interesting. Nothing. They went with totalitarian government again. Again. 
like for the how many time now i don't know so fingers crossed then that the next episode is going to be a bit more uh exciting and interesting and push push things a little bit more because that one was but yeah, yeah it wasn't it wasn't terrible i wasn't like pulling my hair out with boredom it was still enjoyable i suppose but it just didn't it didn't really do anything interesting really but it really it really explains this whole it's a time you know, thing this this whole airing order production order now so yeah. much yeah so Definitely. yeah, so that brings us to the end of episode four. I said it at the beginning, but I've already forgotten. Episode four, circling the vortex. Please head over to our Twitter and follow us at Experience Kills. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you might be watching it on YouTube. If so, there is an audio version available on iTunes, and please go over there and subscribe. If not, please head over to YouTube and like and subscribe. We're also available on Spotify now, and there is also a raw RSS feed you can follow if you're just interested in the audio versions. Uh, yeah, you can also find us at YouTube slash Experience Kills for all kinds of other content which isn't sliders related because to be honest this is a strange offshoot of my video game sort the of best, stuff but the best the best offshoot um yeah it, it's pretty awesome we love doing it that's for sure we do love doing it um be back in a couple of weeks for uh, the next episode which i believe is entitled prince of wales oh what might that be what is might that the animal? be the country who knows love it the animal wales oh wales oh, oh. <laughs> that'd be a weird episode wouldn't it i mean like I was thinking, trying to imagine it's a like this <laughs> giant whale. whale. It's the same as every other universe, but they're all whales. <laughs> <laughs> Super smart whales. I, I want to meet Whale Quinn. Oh, that'd be good. Well, no, It'd just be really Wade, annoying. Wade Whale. Wade Whale. Oh, sorry, you want you want crying whale. whale. Crying <laughs> whale. <laughs> yes. And on that note, God, I hope that's what we get next time. We'll see you then. Bye bye, everyone. <laughs> Oh my lord. What if you could travel to parallel worlds? The same year, the same Earth, only different dimensions. A world where the Russians rule America. Or where your dreams of being a superstar came true. Or where San Francisco was a maximum security prison. My friends and I found the gateway. Now the problem is finding a way back home. 